When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. And my name is Anne-Marie Cross and I'm your host and also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says marketing is the engine that drives your business. And joining me on today's show is Keith Banfield. Keith, well, he is an international professional speaker who specializes in marketing. He's the director and co-founder of two companies and has helped hundreds of business owners to get more leads, get more clients and make more profit in their business. Now on today's show, Keith is going to share the secrets to structuring your automated webinar so people will register, they'll turn up and they'll watch it all the way through. He's going to share four key pieces of software that we need to use for the creation and delivery of your webinar and how to avoid the mistakes that so many people make, which results in their webinar being a total disaster. Uh, and so much more. Welcome to the show, Keith. Thank you. This is a topic that I have really been um, looking forward to diving down uh, a lot deeper into because we had a chat, I think it was this week, wasn't it? Or was it last week that we chatted? Uh, yes, I think it was earlier this week. Yeah. And uh, you were saying that you have gotten your automated webinar system working for you beautifully. I think I asked you, how long did it take you to get to a point where you are now generating the steady leads and ultimately getting clients from that? Can you remember the, the time frame that it's taken you to get to the stage? It took us two years of testing to get it working correctly because the the initial tests just didn't work. We couldn't get people to register and uh, people weren't watching it all the way through. So it took a lot of time to get the, the process right. But now it's working really well. It's, it's a brilliant uh, tool. Yeah. And then I said to you, well, wow, we've got to get you on the show and un unpack that. And one of the things that I do want to stress before we dive down into uh, some of the secrets that you've learned and the do's and the do nots is that it's a reminder for all of us as businesses, if we're launching a strategy, if it doesn't work, please do not give up. Two years. I mean, it's easy to say two years, but that is months and months of tweaking, trialing, tweaking and trialing. And so often I would imagine too, for you, Keith, you talk to businesses and they end up giving up just right when they could have changed a couple of things 
and had everything flowing smoothly. Would you say that's that's fair to say? I think so, yes. And, you know, it's it's very easy to give up and everything inside you says, this isn't working, I, I've had it, I'm over it, and I hear this all the time. But I think if you persist, sometimes you can be so close to fixing something, it's just that little tiny bit of extra effort that makes the difference between it moving forwards uh, and, and succeeding or failing. And I think a lot of people, they start in a direction, they get so far, they give up, they go back to the beginning again, they start again, it's the same with businesses and, and with their marketing, and that's why it doesn't work. If they just kept going, if they just found out how to fix those problems, they'd get there. Yeah. So let's dive into the secrets to structuring your automated webinar so that people do register, turn up, and watch it all the way through. Now, I'm assuming that you're talking about the webinar that um, you've used the entire way through, and there would have been components that you would have tweaked. You're still using that same strategy, but tweaking things as you went along. So floor's yours. Take us. Where did you start? What happened? And then what are some of the things that you found that now you're teaching as being secrets to structuring it the right way? Okay, well, there's a there's a number of things. So let's go through them and uh, and share with you what's what's worked and some of the things that haven't worked. I think the first thing it's okay having a webinar or having an automated webinar, but you've got to fill it with people. So you need to think about how am I going to fill that webinar with people that are going to be paying uh, clients ultimately. So the starting point is to decide well who do I want to be a client and and where do they hang out. And we looked at who we wanted as clients and we, we discovered that Facebook was a good medium to uh, get those people. So what we would do is we would run ads on Facebook and those ads would talk to the people that we wanted as ideal clients and the problems that they currently have and how our webinar is going to be the, the solution. Now, one of the things when you're running a webinar is you, you want to have what's called a unique mechanism. So it's something that, and, and ours might be the, I think we had one which we called the three-step map method. Uh, so it was an acronym we made up, but that map method was the solution to the problems that people said they had. So in our marketing, we could say, using this three-step map method, you'll discover how to, and we could then look at the, the solutions they would get from watching the webinar. So the webinar needs to present a solution to someone's problem. We need to know who that someone is. We need to address that in uh, the medium that we're going to market in to get them into the webinar in the first place. And in our case, we used Facebook ads, uh, which works really well. Now, what's great about this is that you can then find out and measure how much does it cost you to get someone into that webinar. What's the cost of acquisition to get someone to watch a webinar? Uh, and you can then scale that up so you can see what does it cost me ultimately to get a customer and what's that customer worth to me? So with any marketing, it's about creating that funnel, creating that machine so you can see uh, how many people you need and, and what it costs you to get each, each um, lead and each customer. Yeah. Hey, can I just jump in there? Because yeah. what you just said is is brilliant. However, 
we, we ne- let's go back and have a look at you because you've said you know the salute you need to provide that solution you need to know who your ideal customer is you need to to address the the, the biggest challenge so I would imagine as you are advertising on Facebook there's a number of things that you're also looking at you know how many people are going over to the registration page and is the yeah. cost that we've got on the page is that really attracting people's attention so as at that stage was there tweaking that you needed to do to really refine well obviously our message isn't isn't hitting the right um isn't hitting the right place because people aren't registering so was there tweaking that you did in that process as well absolutely so what we what you can do brilliantly on facebook is you can do uh, what's called split testing so you could put multiple versions of the same advertisement up with small differences to each one Um, and normally you'd have one difference in each variation so you can see what's working so we might change the picture in it for example and then from that we can see which picture attracts the most people then when we've got the winning picture we then might do variations on the headline and so we'll have different headlines and we can then see which headline works best and eventually by tweaking one thing at a time and keep running multiple versions, we will then get the winning headline, the winning copy, the winning pictures, and we will then say, this is the one that works. Yeah. So test on a small scale to see what's working. Brilliant. So when you're saying that that is on Facebook, of course, so are you getting people to register and enter their details on Facebook, or are you getting them to then click from Facebook over to the website for them to then register? How are you doing that? So they're going from Facebook over to the webinar registration page and they're registering there on on that registration page. And the key thing here as well is to have tracking. You need to know the numbers. You need to know how many people are registering, how many people are watching it all the way through. You need to know um, how many people are clicking on offers and things that you've got. So you know whether it's working because otherwise you would only know, yes, they're buying at the end or they're not and you wouldn't know which part of it is 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 yeah. not working yeah i mean i can't stress more you know how important it is because one of the things that you've just said you know could be the headline it could be the the picture and what we often do as businesses and you alluded to this earlier is that we completely start again yet we could have had the best copy we could have had the best headline but just the call to action was a little bit you know not not as as compelling as possible and so we can't kind of tweak that when you were advertising and obviously you were using facebook to run ads to this ad at, was there a time frame or maybe dollar value that you would say, well, let's spend this amount of money because this is going to give us the most um, beneficial return in an investment, but give us information. Does that make sense? If we, if we spend yeah. $10 and get so many clicks, that will give us the right information to help us make the, the um, an informed decision. Does that make sense? Were you able to kind yeah. of... So we, we would have, so what we would do is we would look at, and we looked at lots of other people running webinars successfully, and we looked at what the numbers we needed to hit were in order to get the webinar to work for us. So one of the key numbers is in a Facebook ad is the link click-through rate. Yes. So the, the number we were aiming for was 1% or better. Mm. So if we were hitting 1% or better on our link click-through rate, we knew the Facebook ad was working. And initially, we weren't getting that. We were getting 0.2%, 0.3%. And we kept tweaking and refining and doing what I said earlier until eventually we got it to 1.6% in click-through rate. 
so, so significantly better than, than the cutoff point. So the key here is to understand um, what, your, what your target is so that you know whether it's working or not. So that's a, a very good, uh, good point. Now, um, one of the things that we wanted to do was to have a piece of software where we could run the webinar because, you know, uh, you, you need some software that's going to give you all of that tracking, that's going to give you all those stats, that's going to have the registration page, uh, and that's going to allow you to run it and all of those things. And the piece of software we used, and we looked at lots that are on the market, but the winning one for us was a piece of software called EverWebinar. And EverWebinar will allow you to create an automated webinar where you do the work once and then it will just um, serve it up when you choose. So you can choose when you want people to get that, that webinar to watch. So what we found uh, was there's a number of times that it worked really well. So one was 10 o'clock in the morning. The other was seven o'clock in the evening, and the other was just uh, just in time or on demand. So this wow. software will allow you to schedule when you want the webinars to be shown. So people could register for it at ten o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the evening, or just on demand. So what the just on demand does is when they um, when they're on the registration page, it will say there's one coming up at ten at seven. And there's one starting in 15 minutes, and it will round it up to the next 15 minutes on the clock. So if, it might be starting in three minutes if they happen to be three minutes away from the uh, next 15-minute yeah. block. And, and so um, you will find that the majority of people go for that just-in-time option. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the they're, other day they're, they're waiting. They're they're curious. They're, it's like, well, I'm here now. Oh, we've got one's just about to start. That was yeah, good. That does. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm here now. I'll, I'll yeah. go and do that rather than oh, I won't register and I need to wait. Something that you mentioned earlier around um, the different pieces of of software. Um, I mean, we, we're obviously there's four pieces, and one of them being Ever Webinar. What were what were some of the differences? Just for people to be aware, because I know that there's different softwares and technologies. But what to you uh, kind of have you go? Well, Ever Webinar is, is really providing us all of these different things. So we'll go with that. Well, there's some key standout features that Ever Webinar has that had you made. That decision? Yes. So EverWebinar is written by marketers for marketers. Um, that made a big difference to us. So they know the importance of tracking. So it's got tracking built into the platform. The other thing is it's got um, registration page templates already provided, and they've actually split tested them themselves, and they've got a percentage of people that chose that particular template. So you can say, Okay, I, I'll go with the most popular template. They've already done that testing on the different templates. They will also allow what they, they call A-B split testing. So I could have uh, half of my audience going to a registration page A and the other half going to a registration page B and see which one people prefer. Mm. Um, and then I can just go to the one that's most popular for me. Yeah. It will allow you to do all of that. Um, it doesn't even have to be half and half. I could say 40, 60 split or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and I wanted something that was reliable, something that worked, something that just does what we wanted it to do. 
Yeah, I love that. And because, you know, one of the things that can often be so time consuming is in actual fact, what you just mentioned that ever webinar has done, it, it's trialed certain templates. And, and I, I would imagine too, I mean, you, you are in the business of a service-based business. And so many of the strategies that you've shared has been relevant for you and, and specifically the times 10 a.m. 7 p.m. and just in time. I'd imagine was that Australian time frame or can ever webinar do it at that time but in the time zone that the person who's coming to the webinar, you know, the website uh, in their time zone? Is, is, is that available? Yes, because uh, a good question because with a lot of live webinars, of course, they're running at a, at a time. So if I was running on at 10 o'clock Australian time, yeah. if some of my uh, audience were international and say some were coming from the U.K., then that might be the evening for them, and it may not be quite so convenient. But with the just-in-time one, uh, sorry, with the, the uh, automated one, rather, it will adjust to the local time zone. So if it's 10 o'clock a.m. and someone registers from the UK, it will be 10 o'clock a.m. for them. Yeah, great. And that's right, because what I love about that is, you know, as consumers now with – Netflix, the streaming, we want to watch things on our time when we select, when we choose. So gone are the days where we kind of have to force our, uh, you know, community to, to watch or listen to certain things yeah. when it, we say, but I love the the automated, you set it up. It's interesting with 10 and 7, how 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 did you test that? Did you test that multiple different time zones or, or time slots? How did you come yeah. up with 10 Yeah, we, we tested every, I mean, the key to marketing is testing and measuring. So we tested every Everything. So we tried lots of different time slots, and then we can see which ones people choose. Yeah. And all of this is trackable within EverWebinar. They've got a, a platform within there uh, where you can test that and where you can actually see what, what, what is most popular. Yeah. One question I have for you, and we know as marketers we're told, uh, you know, provide too much options or many too many options and you get overwhelmed. And if I think back to when we were doing uh, webinars and, and kind of a, a, an automated, and I tell you, this is why I love having the opportunity to speak with you because I certainly didn't have the patience to go through two years and tweak, but we had many more time zones than just three. I love the number three, simple, three choices, a, B, or C. Did you find yep. that if you had too many more choices, people would get overwhelmed and then they didn't register? So having the three time zones was good or the time frames? Yeah, you, you, you're right. I mean, give people too many choice, choices and they become overwhelmed. It's like, well, which one shall I choose? And if you just give people uh, three, it's, it's nice and easy. But um, I looked at other people's as well. I looked at what other people were doing. I mean, one of the keys to marketing is to do market research. Look at your competitors, um, analyze what they're doing. Look at what is working in that marketplace um, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And then test it for yourself to see if it works. Yeah, absolutely. So we've mentioned or you've mentioned EverWebinar as the choice of uh automated webinar systems. So you mentioned that there's another three. There was four that you were going to talk about, the key pieces of software to use in the creation and delivery of your webinar. What are some other technologies that they need to consider to have in place to be able to do this? Yeah, that's a good, uh, good question. So um, the first thing is uh, what they're essentially looking at on an automated webinar is a video. People are looking at a video which you've pre-recorded and it's simply playing in a platform which looks like it's uh, running live. And if you were running something live, you would probably use PowerPoint slides and you would be talking over those PowerPoint slides. 
And so we're doing essentially the same thing, but we need to wrap it all up into a, into a video. So the first piece of software is to use PowerPoint, because in PowerPoint, you can tell your story, you can take someone through a process, and you can use graphics and pictures to illustrate what you're saying. Ideally, you don't want death by PowerPoint, where you've got loads of drop-down bullets just constantly coming at someone, because that will become boring and they won't like that. You want to show them things, um, demonstrate things, and, and have screen grabs and things like that, pictures particularly on that PowerPoint uh, presentation. Once you've actually done the PowerPoint presentation, we then need to do a, a voiceover to us talking about what, what they're seeing. Now, normally, if you were doing that live, you would be just saying what's on the screen and talking about it live. But because we are doing it pre-recorded, we're going to have to record that voice. So in order to do this, we're going to we use another piece of software. Um, and the piece of software we're going to use is called uh, Camtasia. So Camtasia is uh, a screen recording software. And what it will allow you to do is to record your PowerPoint presentation so you can step through the presentation and you can do your voice recording at the same time. And then it puts the two together and makes them into one finished video recording, which is going to become your webinar. So uh, a couple of things here. Uh, the first thing is I would script what I'm going to say um, so that you can really think about how it's uh, going to follow a process. And I'll talk to you in a moment about how that process works. The other thing is if you're going to record it and you're going to have it where it's being played over and over, get a nice quality microphone. Um, if you just use the microphone that's built into a webcam or something like that, they're generally not uh, as good as they, they could be. So um, a great microphone that you can use uh, without having to pay a fortune is called um, Yeti, and it's by Blue Microphones. And you can actually get this in places like JB Hi-Fi at the moment. And it's a nice quality microphone. It sits on your desk. It plugs into your USB socket, and it gives you that really quality sort of radio studio type sound that you can use when you're doing your, um, your recording. So just to recap then, you would use PowerPoint to do your graphics and to put the message to, and the story together. You would then um, use Camtasia to record the presentation that you're doing on your uh, PowerPoint, and you'd plug in a nice quality microphone like the Yeti into your USB socket and then record the sound and the visual, which is the PowerPoint, at the same time to create a finished video. And you can get a really high quality video from doing that. And that then becomes your webinar. And that video will then sit inside the EverWebinar platform to be served up at the times 10 o'clock, 7 o'clock on demand that someone uh, wants it. And it will appear um, as though you are there doing it live. Yeah. So a couple of questions I have have on, on that. So when you're recording that and then you are obviously serving that or, or providing that via the EverWebinar uh, platform, do you just have the PowerPoint so video so people cannot see you or is there a feature where you are there in a the little box so they can still see you speaking and, and showing the, the screen, obviously the video, or is it just the presentation with the video and, and PowerPoint slides? What does your you could, you could do both. Um, so we tested doing, uh, first of all, not doing the PowerPoint uh, solely, but having um, uh, me on camera. Mm -hmm. And so I'd be on camera, and then I'd just keep dropping PowerPoint slides into, you know, demonstrate what we're doing. 
Uh, and then we put that together as a video. But here's what we found, and I, I never would have guessed this. And again, this is what comes from the testing. Um, the bandwidth required, the, the internet speed, if you like, that's required to have streaming video like we're doing at the moment is considerably higher than it needed to just do uh, graphics and PowerPoint slides. Uh, it's many times higher. And what we found was that some people's internet connections were slower and therefore the, um, the video would keep stopping and starting as it was buffering. Whereas when we did it as a presentation just using PowerPoint with a voiceover, that never happened because it, it, was, a, it was able to cope under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. So um, as nice as it might be to have your face on camera doing it, uh, if, if that's something you enjoy doing, and not everyone likes being on camera, um, it was actually a, a, a technical problem to do that. So that's why yeah, we did it. Interesting. And maybe one of the things that you can do is at the beginning, maybe have your face where you just for very briefly introduce and say, now let's get on to uh, the presentation to show you. And then at the end, maybe do um, again, but as part of that video, how many times did you re-record? Did you also tweak and change kind of the whole scripting and, and, and sequence of, of yep. the presentation yourself? Uh, about six times we, we did six versions of it and um, because you would get it and then it wouldn't stream right or we'd get it and then it was too long um, or we would find that people weren't watching it all the way through. So because we're tracking, we can see at what point they're dropping out and then we would look at what we've put in there and say, why are they dropping out at this point? Yeah, and if you've multiple people dropping off at a certain point, that's yeah. kind of indicative that, hang on, around this area, what's happening because something's just not um, intriguing them enough and maintaining that intention. So yeah. what we found after lots and lots of testing is there's a format to keep them watching all the way through. There's a format to making it work, and I'd like to share that with, with your viewers. My pen is poised. <laughs> this will save you guys years of testing and work because we've been there and done it already and so you might as well have the benefit um it's all about sharing isn't it it sure is so keith what is this what's this format <laughs> so this, this is the sequence so the first thing is the length of the webinar we found the sweet spot was around 40 minutes 40 to 45 minutes once you start going uh doing an hour and a half as we've been on some webinars people will drop off because they have other things to do or they get bored or it's, it's hard to keep their attention for that long. I mean, think about it. An hour and a half is the length of a feature film and there's a lot happening in a feature film. So you've got to keep their, keep their attention. So around 40 minutes is an ideal time. So what we would do is tell them at the beginning that it's only 40 minutes and, uh, and we would say uh, benefit to them because we value your time. This is just 40 minutes, but it's 40 minutes packed full of great stuff. And we're going to share with you uh, what we're going to show you. So the first thing is keep it down to that. The second thing, uh, the sequence is you'd start off by introducing the presenter or presenters and uh, briefly. Uh, and then you would talk about what they're going to get from the webinar as benefits. So in this webinar, we're going to show you how to do this. We're going to, you'll discover how you can get this. We're going to explore with you the five ways in which you can do this and this and this. So, so we would talk about the benefits that they're going to get from watching the webinar. Yeah. The next thing is we would, now uh, this depends on what you're doing, your what your outcome is rather from your webinar, but ours was to get a call with them on the phone 
where we could then upsell them something. For that reason, we're not selling them anything on the webinar. And so we would tell them that we're not gonna sell them anything on the webinar. We would say, look, there's nothing to buy on this webinar. It's completely free. Um, so you can put your credit card away, just enjoy it, take notes, because we're gonna share with you some really great stuff that's gonna make a difference to you and your business. So we make a point of telling them there's nothing to buy. The next part in the sequence is we would explain why the presenters understand their current situation and how the presenters have been through that before and then fixed that problem. So it's about having that empathy and that um, building that relationship and that rapport. You know, you know, if if you're currently in this situation and you've got this problem and you've got this problem, I understand because I used to have that as well. Um, so if I was doing a, a a webinar on how to do webinars, for example, I'd say, have you found that your webinars, people are not registering for it, that you just can't seem to get them to, to, to watch it all the way through, and that your webinar is, is put a load of time putting it together, but it's just not working? Look, I can really understand that because I've been there too. In fact, I spent two years refining webinars to get them to work, and I finally got mine to work, and that's what we're going to share with you on this webinar here today. We're going to show you how to get it to work, how to get people to stay till the end, and how to make it into a marketing machine for you. Yeah. So that's how I would describe it. It's like the empathy is, I've been there, I've done what you are experiencing, and I know how to fix it. Yeah, I love that. Just on that point, Keith, because I've been on a number of webinars, fair few webinars, and the way that you just succinctly and concisely introduced it that way had me going, wow. I'm going to sit back and, and learn from this. Whereas in some webinars, they go on and on and on, and then they get to about 20 minutes and they're still going on about their own story and yeah. journey and struggles. Gone are the days where people really have the, the attention and patience to sit through that because we, we've really seen that done to death, haven't we, that whole marketing yeah. and story. This is really about providing great value that, as you said, it's it, it build empathy, yes, because you want to validate that you know and that you've been through that, so you want to build rapport, but really it is about leading with value, yes? So, yes, and it, it's about you've got to have enough of you so that they, they can believe that you understand what you 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 know what you're talking about, but not so much that you bore them to death and it's like all about you. So yeah, it's getting that you know, Share your story. People think they, oh, I've got to share my story, but it ends up sounding like an obituary because yeah. it's like, and people are going, oh, and it's really focused on them and not the audience, the ideal yeah. customer. The ideal customer has to see themselves in your story, don't they? See themselves yeah. to make sure that, hey, well, Keith's been there, he's done that. He's In fact, he's done two years of testing. He's got to have some golden nuggets for me to, to take away. So that's really what you're talking about, building that credibility, yeah. isn't it? And I think if you can give stats to, to back up what you're doing, that makes it even more powerful. So if I was to say to you, as a result of that now, I, I run 20 webinars, or I run... Um, 20 strategy calls a week and from that i generate six thousand dollars of revenue every week uh from clients and i only work x number of hours if, you, if i could put in specific numbers to back up what i'm saying it makes it even more powerful as well 
Yeah. And what we're going to do at the end of uh, today, Keith, is we'll give people a link to where they can go and access your webinar so people can actually sit through it and experience it. If that's okay, obviously, because there's nothing um, better than to actually sit through the experience and actually, oh, that's what Keith was saying. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, I think... Formats you were talking about, other steps in that? Yeah, so 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 we we get them to the point. Nothing to buy. Um, that we understand where they are, and uh, and and that our credentials are what we've done in the past to 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 get to that point. Then what we want to do is explain what we're covering as a as a sort of an overview, a preview of of the um, of the program. So in my case, if I had my unique mechanism, I was talking about the map method. It might be. Uh, you'll discover our three-step map method, which we're going to do this, and it's going to do this, and it's going to do this. The next step then is who is the webinar for? So, so who is this webinar for? This webinar is for you if you are running a business and you don't know how to market yourself uh, and get the leads you need. This webinar is for you if you've wasted money in the past advertising in different mediums and it's resulted in no no leads. This webinar is for you if so. It's like that. You're you're stepping through who this webinar is for. But the one I like uh, to do as well is who this webinar is not for. Um, But this webinar is not for you if you're just looking for the next get rich quick scheme. This webinar is for you if you're not prepared to sit and watch it all the way through because you need to see everything to put it uh, into proper context. This webinar is not for you if, so you're having three or four points of who this webinar is for and then who this webinar is not for. And you can, a lot of people will have objections. You know, they'll say, yes, well, I've tried this in the past, but it hasn't worked. So it's probably not going to be suitable for me. So you you, you use the even if uh, language. So you'd say, this webinar is for you if you've tried marketing in the past, even if you've wasted money and it hasn't worked. So or, or whatever their objection might be, or even if you haven't got a lot of money to spend on marketing. Even if you're just starting out in business, this webinar is for you yeah. because you need to know these core foundations or whatever it yeah. is. So you that. think about the objections they could have and then, and then you put the even if to overcome them. The next thing that really works uh, very well, and you need to do this throughout the webinar to keep them watching all the way through, is to tease them with what's coming up. So you pose a question. So you might say something like, so how do you keep people watching your webinar all the way through uh, and not dropping off? Well, I'll show you a bit more about that later, or I'll be talking to you about that later. But first, let's have a look at, so you're dropping in those little hooks. Um, I'll tell you a bit, I'll tell you about that later, um, or um, that, that's coming up later. You'll notice TV companies do it all the time with their programs, don't they? They'll say, um, after the break, we'll be talking about how to do this. We'll be meeting the person who's done so they tease you with what's coming up to keep you watching. Yeah. And you might say, look, by the way, for those of you, uh, I like to 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 uh, to use language, obviously, like to reward or work with people who are real action takers. So for those of you who stay to the end, I know that you're an action taker. I've got a special gift only for you. So stick around right to the end and I'll share that link or something like that. Yes. So you can definitely offer things uh, for staying till the end. I think the, um, but but definitely throughout the webinar, yeah. you, you would keep teasing them with a question and then we'll talk to you about that in a moment. But yeah. first. 
So it's, that's the language to use. It, it keeps people glued to the webinar because they're waiting for that answer. So you yeah. keep drop, dropping them, then answering previous ones, and then opening up new ones, and then closing new ones. Mm. Um, what they call closed loops, I think the technical term for them is. Yeah. The next thing that you want to, to do is to, uh, what, what I would term future pace, put them into the future. So imagine if you could run your own webinars, your, your own automated webinars, and you could generate 20 new clients a month. How would that change things for you? Imagine if you could um, go on holidays when you wanted to because you've got your webinars working in the background on autopilot, meaning you've got the time to go and do what you want with your family. Imagine if, so you would use that type of language to get people to enjoy what could be before it's happened. Yeah. And, and then um, you would start. So let's get started. Okay, so we've got lots to cover. So let's get started with our unique map, with our, our, our three-step mind map, uh, sorry, three-step map method uh, and, and show you how to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And off you go. And then off you go. Now, so that's the starting point. And, and th th these steps are key to it. Then at the end, uh, you summarize. So we've covered a lot of information on this webinar. Let's just have a quick summary of, of some of the key points we've covered. Mm. So then you go through and give a, a, a brief summary of the benefits and, and what they've learned. So they feel like they've got a lot of value. Yeah. If you um, offered something at the beginning, then at the end, you then say, right, remember I said I've got for you uh, the opportunity to talk with us or, or to have a call with us in person. Uh, let me tell you how you can get that now. And so then you would offer that, that um, opportunity. So what I would normally do is offer the opportunity to have a free strategy call or a free call with us at the end, uh, which then looks at we, we can look at whether it's a good fit to work with them or not and whether we can help them further. And what the webinar is doing is a number of things. It's showing that we know what we're talking about. It's showing that we've got lots of great information and ideas. It's showing that we um, uh, can help them. And, and we're giving them the opportunity to have more. Yeah. And that call, by the way, is free as well. So we don't charge them for that. So yeah. there's lots of free, 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 and then eventually we'll charge them to work. Yeah. You've consistently delivered value, making it a very low barrier to entry, if you will, you know, that people will have a call, definitely. And you've just spent the last 40 to 45 minutes with someone and so they've really gotten to know, like and trust you. So I'm I'm um I just saw what the, the time was. So I know that we've got maybe uh one more question around what would you say would be the biggest mistake that other than obviously some of the things that you've shared what not to do as part of putting the strategy together, but what would you say many businesses are doing with their webinars that they need to stop because it really is preventing them from uh, making the impact and the results that they're really looking for. Is one, Does one thing stand out for you, Keith? I suppose uh, making them too boring and, and, and not interesting. Um, you've got to keep people's attention because people have got <laughs> well, getting shorter and shorter attention spans all the time. And so you've got to keep that attention. You've got to keep it interesting. And um, it takes planning to put that together. It's not just off the cuff. Let's just talk and hope it works out. Wow. You need to plan it all out and think what you're going to do. 
Yeah, and you're saying about scripting, I, um, I would think that you would really need to put thought and consideration and, and intention in the words on the slides and in the pictures so that someone is not just staring at the one same picture for the for, for 10 minutes. You really want to keep that kind of moving as well. Hundreds of slides yeah. would go into a 40-minute 40 uh, 40 video. We'd have hundreds? hundreds of slides, yes. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds of slides. Hundreds, yes. Wow, wow. Well, look, we promised to share with people how they can access your uh, webinar so they can actually see that and great, gain great value, I, I know, no doubt, and also what the best way is for them to connect with you too, Keith. Great. Thank you. Yes. So what's the best webinar uh, oh, webinar link to, for them to register? Oh, I'll have to send it to you because it's one of these big, long, oh, the big long ones. All right, Keith, how about connecting with you, say, on, on LinkedIn or do you have a website or some other form? Uh, yes. Um, yeah, well, the best, best telephone number, if you want to call me, because I like talking to people, is uh, 07-3886-8649. So that's 07-3886-8649. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, Keith Banfield, and um, or you can text me if you want. I'll give you my mobile number, 043-004-7700. Fantastic. And what I'll do, I know that we are uh, streaming live across different platforms. And if you're listening to the audio version of uh, this podcast, we'll include the link to Keith's webinar so you can see that in action on the show notes so uh, please check back Keith it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you I know I've taken lots of notes myself um, and I know people have uh, will walk away from today's call and, and podcast with a lot more strategy around how maybe why their podcast or not their podcast their webinar strategy is not working so thanks once again for coming on the show thank you thank you Anne-Marie You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.